Golf Podcast, presented by Golficity, where we bring you the tips, instruction, and support you need to get the most out of your golf game. And now your hosts, Frank and Mike. Hey guys, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. I know I say that at the beginning of every show, but you know what? I know there's some people, this is always their first episode. It's always the first episode for someone. That's true. So for you, welcome to the Golf Podcast. Uh-huh. This is a spot where each week we get to talk about our own struggles as amateur golfers. We are not instructors. We're not professionals. We're guys who are out there who are really passionate about learning the game and then talking about what we've learned here so that it hopefully helps you guys like it's it's helped us. Right. Exactly. So right. one of the big things we're going to talk about, you know, rotation, rotation. It's something that we've learned a lot from the instructors that we've worked with. Um, I mean, Kevin Sprecher, guy that we've worked with so much, who is just so great at explaining this game. He really boils it down to two things, balance and rotation. Spreck effect. That's what we call the Spreck effect. And we're going to talk about why. We're going to talk about some things that can really help you improve your rotation. If you're somebody who struggles with an inconsistent swing, if you're finding your results are very inconsistent, first of all, welcome to the game. Because Mm -hmm. the reality is is golf is hard. Even PGA Tour players will have a, a run that's good for a while, and then they'll go into a slump. But there are things that you can do to make yourself more consistent. And one of those is really focusing on a good rotation, a good repeatable rotation to your swing. Because at the end of the day, golf is a rotational game. So we're going to talk about a couple of easy drills that you can use. You can work these into your practice sessions. Mike, we've talked about how to get the most out of your practice sessions by having an iron tight plan for your practice. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're somebody like that that's got some I you know different things you want to do with your practice session, try working these drills in because they they've really been helping us, and I'm hoping that they can help you guys too. And what do we call that? We're students of the game, Frank. Students of the game. Yeah, we're not pros, right. and we're not brothers. A lot of people ask that we're cousins. That's right. Get that a lot on YouTube, but uh, yeah, I've honestly of the last seven years doing this, it's an incredible amount of knowledge that we've learned just from going out there trying things. Things have failed, things have succeeded, and sharing it with you guys. And I think everyone ultimately is a student of the game because there's nobody who ever fully mastered it. We You're can always right. learn more. So that's why we say too, although a lot of the stuff we talk about, you know, it, it's it's geared towards your everyday mid-handicap golfer, there's always going to be something in here for everyone because even our better golfers who are listening and watching the show know that there are good things that serves as a refresher. There's so much to know in the golf game. It's good to have certain refreshers. And we've even seen it at the PGA Tour event level, the stuff that we've we've attended tour events, we've been out there on the range with PGA Tour players, and we see them consistently working with their swing coaches on fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Even at that level, there's still that r- important reminder to get it right. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Um, before we hop into that, though, I know this is usually where we do our Twitter tap-in segment, but instead I want to shift gears. There's another thing we like to do every couple of episodes, and that's highlight some of the stuff that's going on in the Facebook group. So one thing, if you're new to the show, I want to tell you guys we've got a free Facebook group, uh, and it's a community of people who listen to the show and interact with the show. And it is it is one of the really for us, like the crowning achievements of everything we do with the podcast, because we think the most important thing is is really the community, building the community, because that's why we do this. Golf is a shared sport. We share, you share the game with others. And we've learned so much from you guys sharing your own stories in the, in the group. Uh, so we want to every once in a while, take a pause to highlight a few, because I think what we find is in these stories that you guys share is why we all love the game. Right. 
So no, you're absolutely right. If you haven't joined the group, make sure you join it. But otherwise, let's let's highlight a few. I know Mike, we you saw one that really stood out for you. Yeah, one that stood out was from Blake Higgins. He wrote today was incredibly special for me. That's how we started it off. So I, I was hooked. I had to read it, right? So after watching the Golf Podcast episode with Dr. Joseph Parent, my fiance and I uh, play the way we, he recommended to play with the kids. And we talked about you know all those different tips to play with your kids with Dr. Parent, which was great. Go back and listen if you missed that one. But she teed off from the first um, and then tried to hit, and then I tried to hit it as close to her ball as possible, mm-hmm. just so you're kind of keeping up with them. So you're not out driving them, hitting them, and just making it boring for them. Yep. He said, I can't overstate how much this has improved our relationship. All right. So we golf together multiple times per week and we have a blast now. I mean, she loves golf and looks forward to playing together. We play local course today and I got through the first couple of holes playing our typical round. All right, guys, it gets good. You ready? Hole number six is a 320-yard par four from the red. She hits her tee shot dead center of the fairway, 175 yards out. She then hits a great shot to about 30 yards short of the hole. After asking her, I decided I was going to go for the green. I hit a knockdown seven iron with a beautiful baby draw. I watched it whole way, tracked it right towards the hole. All of a sudden, I heard the clank, like it hit the pin. I turned to my fiance, and of course, she wasn't paying. Yeah. He said his his fiance wasn't paying much attention. Her eyesight is better than mine. We drove up, and she goes, oh, there's your ball on the green. And I thought, damn, would have been awesome if it went in. Sure enough. We went up to the green, started looking around for my ball. We don't see it anywhere. Of course, the thought creeps into my head. Maybe it did go in. So I decided to wander over to the pin, and sure enough, it's in the hole. Now, he said, never thought I'd get one of these in my life, let alone playing with my fiance just for fun. I love this game and hope that everyone on here can have an experience like this. How cool is that? It's cool. How cool cool. is that? I think there you you've got a couple people who are hooked for life after yep. something like that, right? And and that's just it. It's it's a memory. It's something you'll never forget. And that's why we've said so many times before our own experience with this game and, and some of the things that we really believe in. We talk about like having fun and enjoying it. Sure, we're going to talk about some instructional stuff here because I think part of enjoying the game is working on getting better right like as we get better that it's the pursuit it's that the struggle because there's plenty of struggle to golf but we also say you got to be able to have fun where you're at and i think a big part of that is when we look back you and i have played so many great rounds of golf at different golf courses right the memories are far less the scores as what occurred that day mm-hmm. the people we played with the people we met the old friends that we brought out there and, and got a chance to play with that's what i remember so much more so of course that hole in one is going to be very memorable but other than that he may not even remember what he shot that day but i guarantee that's a day of golf that he will remember for the rest of his life absolutely so we genuinely appreciate you sharing that and then another story here that I, that kind of highlighted for me and it's kind of funny because it shows you how impactful that episode with Dr. Joseph Parent was, mm-hmm. which, by the way, you guys can get to all the podcast episodes in the Golficity app, which is available for Android or iOS. But Dr. Parent, he came on the show. He's the author of Zen Golf, and he talked about different ways of really engaging, whether it be someone who's new to the game, like his fiance was, mm-hmm. or your kids. He talks about how to get out there and make it a very fun, low pressure, because anybody who's tried to play golf with their kids knows that there can be some challenges there. But this is what Kirk said. He said, a while back, I listened to an episode, Dr. Parent, he gave us ideas on how to get your kids into and enjoy golf. I gave basically saying his method to try this past weekend. I made it all about them. No swings for me. They loved it. They keep asking to go back. There you go. There you go. And and that's where you create that. You're creating that experience for them. Whereas it can be a 
a very intimidating experience for, especially for kids or someone who's really new to the game, and they're realizing their level is nowhere near where you're at. They feel so disconnected right. because right. you're out there driving the ball 200 plus yards and stuff like that, and they're lucky if they hit it 20 yards. Mm -hmm. But I mean, we I'll have you guys go back and listen to the episode. I can't get to the whole thing now, but it's a way that you can get people into the game, but you can also improve yourself. What, what Dr. Parent had said, basically in a nutshell, was have your kids hit the ball, and wherever they hit it, you hit the ball to there. Even if they only hit it 20 yards, just hit it to there. And then keep progressing through the hole. Now, obviously, pace of play. If it gets of to course. a certain point, you might want to pick up or start further. He said start only 100 yards out. Mm -hmm. So give yourself extra time. But what he said is that you'll feel more connected together because you're progressing through the hole together. You're not just hitting one ball and then waiting for them to hit 10. Right. But also you're kind of in a sneaky way working on your short game because you're chipping to certain locations, trying to hit the ball right to where they hit. So that's the synopsis. Go back and listen to the whole episode. But uh, just so great to see so many of you sharing such great stories and, and we really value them. So keep them coming. And if you're not already part of the group, it is one of the most encouraging, welcoming, friendly groups out there. And that's all attributed to you guys. You guys make that group what it is. So keep doing what you're doing because it's really, truly awesome. Um, all right. Before we talk into about this week's instructional topic, we're going to dive into a couple of different drills that you can use to really work on your, your hip turn and your rotation. Of course, I want to thank this week's sponsor. And first off, I want to start off by thanking Titleist. And guys, specifically, I mean, you guys want to talk about your scoring clubs and getting in there and scoring better this year. Wedges, man. Wedges are where it's at. And, and you got to ask yourself, how neglected is my, my are my wedges? We talk about them being your scoring clubs. We talk about if you use shot scope and you look at your data and you see how much you're using certain clubs, chances are your wedges are, are being used often. Mike, some of the greatest golfers that we've had the opportunity to play with, I'm thinking like Greg Angelillo. Yeah. They know and value their, their wedges so much. Greg, you know, he told me he changes his wedges. I mean, by that, I mean buys the same wedge, replace it three times per season. Insane. I know that can get expensive, and obviously that's going to all depend on your own personal ability and goals, but it just shows you the, the the best golfers know how important wedges are, and that's where you start to really see the love that gets put into wedges from Bob Vokey and his team. They're always working to produce an amazing pro uh, product. We had the opportunity to, to speak with Bob Vokey uh, in January of last year about the new SM8s and really get into his mind of what goes into the development. And you'd be amazed at how much he's listening to player of all level, from tour players down to amateur golfers, their feedback when he goes in and he designs his wedges. So the SM8s, they really made a giant shift forward. Mm -hmm. um, you guys have to really experience these for yourself. And if, you, if you've gone through a fitting, like we have, we got fit for our SM8s, that is the gold standard. There are so many things that a good fitter, put yourself in the hands of a good fitter with bounce, grind, loft, they can really dial you in for the conditions that you play. That's why there are so many variations right. in these wedges. The SM8 line has an incredible amount of diversity and variations so that you can really get dialed in for your swing and your playing conditions. But put yourselves in the hand of a, of a good fitter. Go try out the SM8s. Uh, otherwise, if you if you don't have that ability, the next best thing would be go to uh, devoki.com, check out their SM8 tool that they have for fitting, and it'll really help guide you in the right direction. Super easy to use. It makes, I mean, all the world. I made a tweak to my 60 degree wedge and you wouldn't believe how much it's helped me. My usage has gone way up and I've got a new tool in my bag. That K grind. 
That K grind, man. Yeah, you're loving it. Does that. it. All right. So the other one we want to thank is Footjoy. The all new Hyperflex from Footjoy is truly tuned for golf. Every detail is designed and developed with the golfer in mind. That starts from the top. It looks awesome. It's got it's it's our favorite new golf shoe. We recently did a big Hyperflex giveaway, and I and the feedback on this thing has just been tremendous. It's got that mesh upper. It has a great fit. Really forms to your foot. In fact, it's funny. Speaking of Kevin Sprecker, he was even in a lesson recently with us was talking about the importance of the shoe mm-hmm. when we talked about rotating and being able to have a shoe that you know you can kind of lean on to give you that support you need to really turn that's where speed comes from mm-hmm. speed comes from the ground so you've got the rapid fit system uh it really helps you get dialed in with that precision fit um and it really fat wraps your foot in, in that security it's, it's got incredible comfort they got that stratofoam midsole uh, and the optiflex outsole so if you're like us, you're playing a lot of rounds of golf. Sometimes you're walking 36. We've done it plenty of times. You know that's a really breaking point is your feet. You got to make sure your feet are comfortable and that you've got that ability to really use that ground forces. So check them out. The Hyperflex, it comes in the laced and the new Rapid Fit system. We love that Rapid Fit. Yeah, it's so sweet. Uh, yeah, you, I mean, once you try it, almost there's no going back. <laughs> that's how great it is. Yep. But shop them both now at footjoy.com. And we just did, we just wrapped it up on April 5th, the Hyperflex giveaway, where we ended up uh, working in partnership with Footjoy. Gave them, gave away five pair. So if you missed that, guys, we're going to do plenty more, but we, we put that out on Facebook and YouTube. Yep. So if you're not already over there, get over there because you don't want to miss the next one. And lastly, Frank, we want to thank Golf Tech. Um, Guys, common question, we're always asked, where should I get fit or where should I take lessons this season? Speaking of fittings, right. I know. I mean, you see us on there. I mean, maybe you don't have access to the country club down the road or someone like a Kevin Sprecher. It's just not near you or it's not in the the cards financially. Well, guys, you got to check out Golf Tech. It's over 195 locations in the United States. Go on there, go to their location tool, see if there's one near you, and then go in there. And I'll tell you what you're going to get. You're going to get the best deal that's out there. Get this, Frank. 75 bucks for a swing evaluation. And or seventy five bucks for a club fitting, and trust me, guys, if you have had that experience of an independent club fitter, you know that it can get very expensive. Oh, yeah. I still say it is worth every penny you spend because of the value you'll get out of it. Hundred percent, but seventy five bucks unheard of, unheard of right now, yeah. and it's only for you guys. So how do you do it? Well, you call them up, or you go to golftech.com/golficity. Learn more. Call them. Tell me you want to book a lesson or a fitting, and shout out the golficity code. But the fitting. This is where Golf Tech is going to do the unbiased golf club fitting system. They're going to match the ideal clubs. And if you've seen any of our videos from there, they've got loads of products. They've got shafts lined down the wall, yep. every type of driver head iron combination. All you the big think names. about all yeah. the big manufacturers. Absolutely. And they're going to do an unbiased club fitting test. And what's cool is you're going to test all of these things and get the right combination the same way we do. Swap out different shafts, put different tops, heads in there. Um, so your fitter is going to analyze launch monitor data and ultimately present club recommendations based on your performance. You will get the full fitting perform uh, fitting experience. Seventy five bucks, guys. The <laughs> Golficity discount. We we got that in place for you guys for a reason. We want you to take us up on it. So visit golftech.com slash golficity. And you know what? If you do it. Post in the Facebook group. I'd yes. love to hear about your experience. Absolutely. Uh, whether we want, whether you go for the, the skill assessment type thing or the right. fitting, let us know. want to hear about it. Um, all right. Let's talk about this idea of hip turn, how we can improve it, rotation, whatever you want to call it. Again, golf is a rotational game. Um, balance. If, you, if you're balanced and you rotate well, you're going to play this game well. Well, it's Chubb said simple. it best. Originally, it was Chubb's, not Sprecker. 
Okay. It's all in the hips. It's all in the right. hips. It's all right. in the hips. All and then Specker the just confirmed it for us. That's right. Right. So, it, well, it begs the question, what's the big deal about a, a hip turn? You know, what does it do? And, and, and really, it comes down to a lot of things. It's really a core foundation of, of a golf swing. But one thing it does is it creates speed. And if you don't believe me, watch the extreme. Look at those long drive championships and look at how much those guys turn their hips. Now, they get a huge shoulder turn, too, and then they use the the hips to powerfully drive through it. And anybody who creates a powerful swing will tell you it comes from the lower body, Mm -hmm. okay? I don't care if you're Dwayne Johnson, the rock up top. You got these huge arms. That's not what's doing it for you. It's going to be able to. And that's why we see guys like Justin Thomas, who probably weighs about 140 pounds, soaking wet, skinny guy, just Just core strength, annihilates the ball, you know, with a huge hip turn. I mean, they're taking it to a level where. I'm not necessarily encouraging you guys to do it. You got to work your way up to it because Justin Thomas is basically leaving the ground when he hits his driver, mm-hmm. which you gotta you gotta be well versed in it if you want to be consistent and do oh, it yeah. that way. But it just shows you the idea is you got to be able to turn those hips and you're going to be able to create that speed and that power that you want to do. The second part of it, well, okay, what do we all want? We want power, but we want consistency. So what this does is it really helps get your body in the right position to make solid contact at that moment of impact. When when your hip turn, when it's working nice, you're going to get into the right spot to make that clean strikes time after time. We want that. We want that consistency. So as we'll talk about in some of these drills we're going to mention, really comes down to getting your body in a position to make the, the same type of hip turn each time, a repeatable. We want to strong, you know, hip turn, but we want a repeatable hip turn. And when you get that, you get repeatable ball strikes. That's it. Consistency. So that's so important. Ball strikes. Right. And the other thing that leads to that is tempo. Mm. Every good golf swing needs a repeatable tempo. If you find that your tempo is varying from shot to shot, you're also going to notice some inconsistent inconsistencies. We did a whole episode on tempo. I'm sure we're going to talk about it more. There's a lot of great tools that we're starting to see hit the market that help you with tempo. Uh, we use the uh, the salted uh, golf ins- insoles. They've right. got a tempo component that'll almost like a metronome will get you used to a tempo, and you start to use to turn your hips. I look like I'm dancing. Yeah, like, in this what episode. are you doing there, Frank? Like you know, hey. hey. <laughs> but anyway, that's where you're going to start to get that that consistency. The other one was that perfect motion app yep mm-hmm. uh that too is just looking at and that is using the camera system on your on your phone to look and measure different points in your swing and it's going to measure your tempo but a lot of that is going to come from having a consistent good rotation in a recent episode we talked about not swaying rotating if you start to sway too much it can really knock your tempo out um it can also you know just get you out of out of position so by a good repeatable rotation that's what we're after hip turn rotation hip turn fire those hips and you know interesting drill that i've kind of created i have to videotape this just for the pure we need to see this because you're gonna laugh at it Mm -hmm. so i have a punching bag in my house in my basement and, and and i i put on the gloves and I will literally stand in the address position, uh-huh. and I will just take one arm back, and 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 bend the knees a little bit, so where I'm hitting up, learning to hit up uppercuts, full strength, hip turn into yeah. the bag. Yeah. Now I'm punching it, but on an upward angle, an explosion upward angle. Yep. And then I'm turning around and doing it with the other arm, just to yeah. create that consistency on both sides. It's not it silly. It's not it silly. It looks silly, it but lo- let me tell you something. It is awesome. Yeah. The feeling you get, and I'm just going to I'm curious. I've only been doing it for like two weeks now. I've done it maybe five or six times. I want to see where I'm at in May 
with this. Yeah, because not only you you're you know practicing that rotation, but you're improving strength there strength too. in that area. Right, right, right. But the reason I say it's not silly is because it's very similar to some of the drills we're going to talk about. Because what's happening when you come back like that? You're about to throw that punch. What are you starting that punch motion with? It's not your arm. Not throwing your arm out there. Right. It's with your hip. T- you're exactly. generating your power from your lower body. Mm-hmm. Any good, you know, like I said, any baseball player, boxer, anybody's going to tell you the lower body is what's making the power. Mm-hmm. So as you do that, you're going to start by triggering your hips to rotate. And then that's going to create the start of that sequencing, which eventually ends in a strong, strong uppercut. Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> yep. Speak, right. Yep. So. The first tip we have for you guys, and this is what's so cool about this. I know if you're like us, you're, you know, you got jobs, you've got kids, you've got things like that, that, that are going to be making you a little bit under a time crunch. So you maybe don't have the time you had when you were younger, where you could just spend the day on the range. So you're looking for ways that you can improve, um, in that spare time. And that's why this one's perfect. It's dry practice swings. And I think pretty much every golfer has done this at one time or another. But if you've seen it before, and we're going to link to this in the show notes, there's some great video demonstrations of this as well. But it's as simple as just kind of getting into your no club, no club. So you mm-hmm. can do this anywhere. You know, you could do this while you're waiting on line somewhere. You, people may laugh at you, but the golfers will get it. They'll, They'll get, get it, it right? right? But it's as simple as just crossing your uh, your hands across your shoulders, right? And just working on very simply working on that rotation by first, and I like this too because it helps work on the takeaway, first start your simulated swing with your shoulders. That works on that nice connected takeaway. Mm -hmm. Because if you're someone who I have definitely struggled with this, taking the the club away with your hands too much, this is also going to help you. But just working on getting those arms across the shoulders and just start making that shoulder turn. Also, this by doing this a lot, it's going to make you more limber. You can get the more power you want, the bigger your shoulder. Sure, turn. sure. So you start to get that shoulder turn. But then, what I want you to do is work on the focus of the sequencing. So make your shoulder turn, come back, and then work on starting the swing by turning the hips. Hmm. Turn the hips because if you don't get a good rotation, you're going to start to sometimes start with the upper body, and that's where we, a lot of times we see people coming over the top, starting the swing with the the arms, the shoulders, gotcha, yes. something like mm-hmm. that. So the trigger to start that downswing should be the hips moving. Now, I know we can go into depth about where some of the best swings they're already starting to like kind of shift that weight back forward before they even complete the backswing. Right. But I think the goal here, let's simplify things. Simplify things by just saying, I just want to focus on that initial motion. I'm just going to come back like this, and then I'm just going to start. My next move is going to be with my hips rotating, not sliding, just rotating. And and I've seen a lot of great things that, like as far as drills where you can go like back up against the, wall, against the wall sure. right and you should feel and a, and a good back, back swing takeaway you should feel for a righty your right pocket not sliding down the wall that way it should actually be just gl- gliding across the wall this way because your hips are turning like this not not shifting just turning but this is a great drill you can just kind of get there and just work on getting back and then turn your hips aggressively fire your hips and get the feeling that it feels that when your hips move correctly it starts to move the whole upper body with it it's what generates the power and brings the upper body along rather than just kind of slapping the upper body at the ball just throwing it right simple drill seems like you could do it anywhere you could do that one anywhere that's what i like about that and then the second drill and this is one of my favorite for so many reasons i have gone back to this drill so many ways so many times and i do it as well even at home I've just got a little mat 
and I hit my basement. I've got just enough room to swing a wedge and I, I just take wiffle balls and I'll work on this drill and that's half swings. Yep. I find if you are in a slump and you're struggling making solid contact, take it back before you start to work on all these different things in a full swing, just take it back to where you can get starting to consistently hit half swings with a good solid contact again then work your way up because in that half swing so much happens but it'll really help you start to identify those different areas that you might be struggling and it'll help you start to just build the feel of good contact again i remember way back when i was uh uh on the high school golf team and because we were in the northeast we didn't play through the winter so one of the first things that that our instructor and our our coach would do for us in the we would be still in the gym it would still be cold it would be that February, March time right, framework. Right. And what he would do is he would get us with the wiffle balls and the mats and just making half swings just from, from you know, par- what we call parallel to parallel. Club shaft parallel to the ground, through the ball and parallel again. And he just wanted us working on that, that ball contact and that sequencing. And what that would do is that would just start getting us back in the rhythm, in the whatever, of the proper motions. But there's a lot of ways you can do this. The setup's really simple. Maybe grab a seven iron, whatever you can. You can do this on the range. And all I want you to do is just bring, you can even have a pause in it at first. Bring that club back shaft parallel. And then just like we did with this drill, is just start with the, the lower body and the hips. Okay. So just bring it back to here and then just have the hips start and let it follow through. You're just getting that sequencing down, the hips starting, the rotation starting it, and just focusing on that rotation. And if you really want to level this up is just put a mirror or your phone with the camera on in front of you. And just as you're doing this, you can even sometimes with some of these apps, you can kind of draw lines yeah. or I, you can take a mirror and literally like use soap or something and draw lines right, or right, tape right. and just look at yourself in the mirror and make sure your hips are not swaying outside those lines, but instead your body is rotating around its center inside those lines. Yeah, easy enough. And it's so much easier to do with a half swing. I feel like you get that half swing down right, you start to, you know, Use the other, you know, start to gear up to a full swing. Right. Um, I've been using a lot the the Tor Striker Plane Mate. Mm-hmm. I do that as the same exercise. And if you follow the protocol with that, they start you with the half swings for a reason. It's a great starting point. But I start with that, and I'll just do it. And then all I want you to do is do these half swing kind of like where you're just pitching the ball. If you if you're doing it on a range, maybe 50 yards towards your target mm-hmm. and just work on getting it the sequencing right and that ball started off on the right line. That's it. Okay. And that's pretty much it. So again, just all you're doing is kind of bringing that back halfway and then just working on making sure that the hips start it. And then when it gets full swing, it's just starting to bring it back further, but still making sure that same feel. The feel is that the the hips, the rotation of the hips is what really starts that swing. Great. Now you're going <clears> to <throat> lose me in that sim for 30 minutes after this. I'm going to be in there yep. just taking those, uh, those half swing yep, cuts. Yep. Um, but what that'll do, again, it's all about that sequencing and, and you'll start to, again, we go back to what we said before, tempo consistency repeatable these are drills that have help you do it because you create a motion that you can repeat time and time again right and then you start to learn that hey if i want to hit the ball further i'm still doing the same sequencing i'm just taking a little bit more of a rotation so start with your half swing and then just do work your way up but don't let 
you know, as you start to do that, like the, the tendency for so many of us is we want to kill the ball mm-hmm. and we'll just start by trying to rip it down with our arms right, right. and our hips now have to catch up. And then sometimes they, they can't, they can't catch up. And we know the result when they can't. It's a mess. Mm-hmm. So give your hips that, that moment. We've even seen some top pros, like put a little pause at the top so they can do that. Give the hips that moment to start the swing and then just let everything kind of, un- it's really just a wind and unwind. Yeah. If you want to simplify like the swing that. down yep. as much again, wind, wind and, and unwind. unwind. Okay. So that's just it. And that'll help you with that sequencing. So. Those are our two favorite drills for it. If you've got any of drills of your own that have really helped with your own rotational turn, uh, let us know. Post them in the comments. Um, you can post them in the Facebook group, which, like I said, I really encourage you guys to, to join. Uh, it is free to find the Facebook group. Just go to Facebook, search the Golf Podcast or Golf Fizzy. You'll see us. Yeah, <laughs> there we are. Yep. Join it up. Uh, we'll also link to it in the show notes as well as you know in the Golf Fizzy app and golffizzy.com. So that's everything we have. Want to hear your drills though. And if it's working for you, not working for you, let us know. We're, we're all learning as we go. That's what this is all about. We're learning as we go. So make sure you guys let us know. We'll continue the conversation after this episode in the Facebook group and we'll meet you guys over there. See you there.